Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of Monique and Sydney's Open relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hello, Mama. Okay, we ready to get into it? Let's. Okay, so today's topic is, do you treat everybody the same? And I know some of y'all saying, well, what exactly does that mean? So, Daddy, explain exactly what that means. Do you treat everybody the same? Well, let me set it up with this is how we got on the discussion. Set it up, baby. The other night, we were having a discussion with the children and I. Well, I was having a discussion with the children and I. And uh, with one of them, they w- were acting in a way in which I felt was lacking in effort. And in my addressing their lack of effort, Monique thought that I was being hard on them by making them continue to try. And in the boundaries of that moment, I seem to have extracted an effort out of them that I had never and we had never collectively seen from them at that time. But after that moment, she discussed with me, I felt that you were harder on him than you would be with the other boys in that particular situation. And I said, well, I completely understand why you would feel that way. And I said, the reason why I treated him differently is because he acts differently than the other children. I'm like, I can't treat them exactly the same because each one of them has a different personality. And to treat them exactly the same would, to some degree, be unfair. And after we had the conversation and she was going back and forth because sometimes when she has a notion about something, see, we hear all this conversation and shit that we talk about here (laughs) and all this reasonability. But at first, when she's side-eyeing you just to make sure she's giving you the sniff test, then once that's done, then you're good. But we then said, let's have a discussion in reference to do we treat people the same? That, and that's what it stemmed from. All right, my love. So, okay, and we have callers already, but, okay, so you set it up that way, right? Would you like to take this call first and then come back? And let's take the call. Let's go to the lines. Hey, my baby, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Monique. I'm Jeffrey. I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Jeffrey. How you doing, sugar? Hey, Jeffrey. I'm good. I I always wanted to know, did Gabrielle Sidibay ever apologize for calling you a liar after you proved yourself? You know what, baby? Actually, Gabrielle Sidibay never called me a liar. 
Not that I'm aware of. Um, I just read a, a tweet that she had sent out during that time just saying it's really a shame that something so beautiful is turning into something so ugly. But I, I can't I mean, yeah. uh, back up that baby ever saying that I was a liar because I'm not, I've never heard her say it. Oh, okay. I was talking that tweet. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right, baby. Now, do you treat everybody the same? Yes, as long as they treat me the same, yes. <laughs> now, the question is the same as what? <laughs> well, I mean, if they if they want me to be, if they treat me like they're equal, then I'll treat them like they're equal. You know what I'm saying? Like we're both equal. Got you. But the, your common practice is to pretty much treat everybody the same. Thank you, Jeffrey. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Love you, Monique. Love you, baby. And you know, um, because I've I've gotten quite a few comments in reference to Gabrielle Sidibe with that whole thing. You know, people always want to know. Even even if she would have said that, mm-hmm. I still would have understood it mm-hmm. because I had intimate time with that that I don't want to say little girl because she's a young woman, but I had mm-hmm. time with her, and I know her heart. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can get caught up in situations and you think you're speaking your truth mm-hmm. until you really know what it is. So for that baby, and I hope this squashes any questions ever in reference to our relationship, I love that young lady. And extremely talented and everything she gets, she deserves. So if she says something cock-eyed or sideways, I understood it. Gotcha. There it is. And uh, we got... We got a, a, a little message in, I believe it was from Balls to the Wall. What'd they saying, say, baby? Hell no. I don't treat everybody the same. I treat people the way they treat me. So it implies, to some degree, it's saying I treat everybody the same in the sense that I treat them the way in which they treat me. But at the same time, he's saying, no, I have to treat people differently because people treat me differently. Okay, so I had to get checked. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Jay? That's what I'm called college, Daddy. <laughs> I had to get checked, right? Because so, <laughs> so <laughs> this is how I have to absorb shit for me, right? This is how I have to process it. Okay, so Daddy, don't do it. I'm sorry. Don't do it because it was a fucking check. Okay. A check is a check, right? Okay. So, okay, this is what's happening with, with us right now with our children, right? So... Now, I'm going to set it up my way, okay? So, <laughs> I be feeling like sometimes they be getting out of hand and they need to be dealt with, okay? And I be like, they need their asses whipped. They need to be talked to strong. They need to be punished. I be going there, right? So, I'm in the shower. And I was trying to stand strong on my shit, y'all. Because I'm like, no, they just getting out of hand. So, he comes, and I'm taking my shower, and he says, you know... You can't be the only one that I give patience to. I have to be t- patient with my whole family. Hmm. All I could say was, hmm. He said, because, and then I could finish it. I mean, I, I jump it off, and you're very patient with me. And I didn't even consider that. All I considered was they children. And you don't mumble under your breath. You don't listen. Because if we did that, we got our asses whooped out the frame. Like, there was no second chance. There was no nothing. You got your ass whooped. So I, I, I was dealing with a lot of things in that moment, y'all, okay? One thing I was dealing with was I'm quick to say I can't raise my sons to be men. 
I'm not equipped to do it. I don't have what it takes to raise a boy to be a man. So I have to rely on my man to raise our sons to become those men. And I don't have any questions with it. I just think the other day my masculine, the horse side of me, the whole side. You know, the horse. The, the horse. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hey, I was just, hey, I was just confirming because, you know, we've got more than one side now. Don't get it twisted. The man, the masculine part of me <laughs> wanted to be overbearing, and I just wanted it my way. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wanted the resolve to be the way I wanted it to be resolved. And when it got explained to me, and it's like, hey, wait a minute. There are times you've jumped it off, and you could have gotten your ass handed to you. But what did I do? And I'm like, well, you talk, you, you, you talk to me kindly and gently and patiently. So the question is that I would say to my husband, do you treat everybody the same? And I would have to answer for him, yes, he does. But I would have to answer back, no, I don't. Okay, well, then answer it. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, for the same reason. I treat when you say I treat everybody the same from the context of I treat people in a manner in which I want to be treated. Yes. However, because people come at you differently, you must treat them differently. Kind of like a moment ago when you said to squash the beef, even if Gabourey Sidibe would have said that you. Uh, were a liar, which that's not what you understood it to be. It's a level of past that you give to her because whether you realize it or not, in that moment, you're putting yourself in her position as if you were naive and then it was brought to your attention that what you were under the impression of what it was was not really what it was. Now, how would you want to be approached? And what you did was gave her the benefit of the doubt that her allegiance at that moment was to what she understood it to be, not for the sake of some people who know the truth, but they just ain't going to say it. You dig what I'm saying? Yes. It's the reason why the young lady from, what was it, The the Real? The Real. The Real, mm-hmm. who made comments in reference to you that... Uh, or in reference to you that you by keeping it real doesn't mean you being loud about it. Well, there's a level of understanding that you have because to the conscientious observer, they would see that you've spoken outwardly about Tyler Perry, Lee Daniels, Oprah Winfrey, but you won't go against this young lady who's on the real. Why? Because it's as if you would be going after somebody who know nots who know not what they say. Mm. So it's a level of treating people in the way in which you want to be treated. So with that being said, you can't treat everyone the same, but you can treat everyone the same as you would want to be treated. Humbly. Come on, y'all. We are talking about it today. Do you treat everybody the same? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, this is Tiana, and I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Hey, Tiana from Pittsburgh. Hey, Mo. Hey, Sid. Hey. Hey, I wanted to um, call and answer the question, do you treat everyone the same? Okay. Talk to us. All right. So um, that's actually a very, very good question. I have two boys. 
Uh, one is a very analytical child. They're eight and ten. Um, my analytical child, he's very outspoken. He has this demeanor where a lot of things don't bother him. He has thick skin. And then I have my 10-year-old. He is the sweetest kid you'd ever want to meet. Um, he has a soft heart. He loves everybody. Do I treat them to the same? Absolutely not. I don't think you can. So I have to agree with Sid. As much as I love you, Mo, and as much um, of an inspiration as you are to me, I have to agree with Sid on this one. You cannot treat everybody the same. Even in disciplining my children, I can't discipline them the same. When I look at my 10-year-old, he automatically cries. My 8-year-old, I got to grab him, you know, by the shirt collar and say, look, boy, you know, so you cannot treat everybody the same. Yes, you can treat people how you want to be treated. You can be kind to everybody. But when it comes to dealing with individuals, I believe that you have to treat them how they are. Now, you know, my only problem with you is, is that you weren't there to help me the other night <laughs> when I was talking to Monique. Then where were you at then? Where were you? Where were you when we could have used you? Okay. No, but we appreciate that for real. Thank you, my baby. You're welcome. Love you. And happy early birthday. We're birthday twins. So Thank you, early sis. Birthday. Happy early birthday, mama. Happy early birthday to you. That's right. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You too, Thank baby. You. you know, so, Okay. That's why I say a couple things happened in that moment with me. And what happened, because I jumped out the tub. I was, baby, I was in the Epsom salt soaking, right? And I, I'm soaking, and they in the bedroom, and, and I hear Sid's voice go up, and that's unusual, right? So I tried to stay calm. Then I'm like, Jonathan, you better not start crying. Well, at that point, I'm like, well, what is going on, baby? So I jumped and and literally all it was is what we do before we go to bed at night. The boys will say how many push-ups they're going to do, and I do, and I match their push-ups, and we do them together. So one of them has a tendency of slacking on the push-ups, and what happens is there's no slacking because what we try to teach is the team environment because – you must be able to pull and push your own weight is the lesson that we teach. Because one day, if you're fortunate enough to have the, a family, you will have to pull the weight of your family. You will have to do things that you're not used to doing. So we figured the best thing to do was to start off with, are you going to sit on the chair with me? <laughs> now you love me, but yesterday... Yesterday, no, she Daddy. wanted to attack me. Daddy, I, no, I loved you yesterday, okay. too. Okay. So, long story short, we got more out of him the other day because we did not quit. But the way in which we did not quit is not necessarily – he's the one that cries easily, as our last caller has a, a child that does that. It's like, but we've got to push him in a different kind of manner than we do the others at different times and vice versa. So at the, at the end of the day, I needed some assistance and some friendship from others because <laughs> you're sitting there looking at somebody, you're trying to explain to them, like, I'm not trying to rip you off. Listen, you gave me $5. The shit cost $1. I gave you back 4 What's the problem? <laughs> okay. 
So. Okay. So, I don't have a favorite child. However, the baby we're talking about is really my twin. So I understand all of his angst, if I could use that word. Like, I, I understand mm-hmm. his sensitivities and, 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 and what he's going through. So I just felt like I needed to help him. And, and what I explained again, because this is kind of going elsewhere, but it's almost like because he is a young man and because they're there's a level of scrutiny that within the boundaries and safety of your home that your children should endure because that is going to be a worse scrutiny out there for them not doing what it was that they're supposed to do when they get to the world. So as long as you keep the environment safe, in my humble opinion, to have real conversations where you're using one another, especially if you're fortunate enough to have more than one child to motivate the other child, then you do so if you possibly can and you show a level of fairness within that boundaries because you start telling them utilize one another because you all don't have the same skill set. You all flourish in different areas and be smart enough to recognize when you do flourish and when you don't. And when you don't, don't be afraid to utilize the strengths of others to watch so that potentially you can mimic it until you learn how to do it for yourself. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You're listening to Open Relationship with Monique and Sydney Hicks. We're talking about it, y'all. Do you treat everybody the same? Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hello. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Ryan, Ryan Jackson. I'm calling from Coral Springs, Florida. Hey, Ryan Jackson. Hey, brother Ryan. Yes, they said. How you doing? Wonderful. Talk to us, sir. Okay, uh, I kind of just tuned into your show, so I, I hope I'm, I'm hitting it on the uh, conversation that I'm supposed to. But uh, I, I think I think as far as treating everybody the same, it depends on uh, what you're referring to. Uh, for example, I'm I'm gonna be very transparent. I'm a white guy. I raised up in a very racist area of West Virginia, up in the mountains. And, uh, you know, that's the language I spoke then. Well, then I went homeless for two and a half years, met a beautiful woman. Uh, it's an interracial marriage. We got married. And, you know, whenever we go into restaurants or whatnot and I see how we're treated different, it rips my heart out. So I, I, I kind of got a life lesson there, you know, an education on seeing how people that are treated different, how, how much pain it can bring to people. So I just wanted to uh, add that into your show if I could. Absolutely. And and what are your thoughts? How has your experiences changed or further um, made you treat people? Either it's changed the way you've treated people or further enforced that you treat people a certain way. How have your experience, um, you know, influenced you? 
Right. You know what it made me do? It, it, it made me become more empathetic. Uh, it, it made me be more aware of what's going on around me and other people that, that are suffering, that are, that, you know, from, from the way they're being treated, uh, because it's became so, um, I guess universal, the, the normal language to treat certain people better than other people. So you don't realize it because you kind of become desensitized to it. But, uh, me marrying my wife, she brought me so many blessings and opening my eyes was one of them. My man, wow. we appreciate that. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. God bless you both. Thank you, you too, brother. You know, but this is why, Daddy, again, this show is so necessary. It's necessary. And here's what's, wow, why you should never judge a book by its character, uh, by its co- uh, cover, because had he not said, said, I'm a white man, I'm thinking, you know, that's a man of color that is talking to me. Yes. Though the spirit of who he is is not really relevant of his color, but the spirit of what he says, you can hear the content of his character. You did? Mm. So because of that, you appreciate that because he's coming at you from a place of, listen, I was living in a culture that spoke against people that did not look like him. Mm. But then he fell into a situation where things got tight and it opened up his eyes to be humble to some degree. And when you humble, that's sometimes the universe's way of saying, here's your eye-opening experience. And the person that comes to your aid potentially during that time or into your life opens your mind up. And if what you believed about that person was true, how in the world are you having the experiences that you're having with them? So then... He opens his mind, sees what's being told to him is not real, and then that inspires him to be even more empathetic towards people. So there's a gift in being treated poorly sometimes because that's the gift of you now knowing why you can't treat people poorly and you have to be empathetic towards others. So we appreciate that call of dropping those pearls. Do you treat everybody the same? And <clears throat> for me, I, I try to. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I really try to until you give me a reason to treat you differently. And someone put in the room, I try to treat everybody the same until they give me a reason to treat them differently. And so that I won't be unkind, I try to just walk away. And within the boundaries of what... Th- to describe it can get somewhat uh, uh, a circle in a square, becomes an oxymoron. Because in one breath, you are treating people differently, but then what she said also incorporated that she's treating people the same way that she would want to be treated. We're just completing the sentence. The same. Well, the same as what? The same as I would want to be treated. Because if I'm tripping... And somebody know I'm tripping and I can't control myself, it'd be better if they walk away. So what I'm going to do when I see somebody tripping, (laughs) it'd be better if I walk away. That's the same way that you would want to be treated, vice versa, versus you can't treat everybody the same because this person is yelling at you. They can't stand you. This person is yelling at you. I love you. Do you treat them both the same? Do you tongue kiss the one that says they hate you? And do you... Uh, well, it depends on if they role playing. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it depends on that's right. Okay. Okay. So that's that. You got you got to make it. You got to bring it. Depends it. if they got the lingerie on and the whips and Come all on. that. All right. right. Don't don't hit me. Don't you hit me now. Not on okay hit. then. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you treat everybody the same? And like I said, this was really a twofold for me. Twofold for me because it was some things that I had to. Learn just in that moment. And again, oftentimes, even when they're a single mothers, and I've heard single mothers say, listen, I can't raise a man. I can give them the best I can give them, but I can't raise a man. And though I wanted to hold on in that moment to, no, but I just don't like it. I had to step down and step back and say, this is the part that I don't understand. This is the part that it's not for me to question nor to fight against and allow it to happen. And uh, someone sent shot in a, a little message that said they uh, have a tendency of treating people of color with a better and brighter attitude mm. than those that are not. And what I would say to them is there's a level of appreciation that you have uh, we have for the honesty. But what we would say is this, you're cheating yourself by treating one group better than the other because that is the very thing that has been done to you. And just as our last call approved, you may be not giving your best to someone that connects more mm-hmm. with you than someone who is your color because they're in <clears throat> line with the spirit of your thinking more so than the color being the relevant factor of what is your bond. Because, again, on a daily basis, we've got people in our family, people we know, people you see all the time that are the exact same color as you. But then someone that is not the same color as you, you find a closer bond, a closer relationship, because color is, again, repeatedly, it is of no relevance. So don't Mm -hmm. cheat yourself by getting caught up in the color of someone's skin because of our, as our last caller just spoke of, he did the same thing. And now, you know, and and then hearing him, he sounds like a person of color, you know, but the energy of him is someone that is relate, can relate to, it would sound a person of color, but because he would be considered not of such. Now you didn't greet him. In a certain way, not knowing that you're missing an opportunity to have a positive exchange with a warm human being, mm. not just a man who happens to be white. You know, this brings something to mind. The other day we were at the gym, right? And <clears throat> the gym we go to, I guess they do have a special program where they bring some of the, um, you know, special adults into special needs adults into the gym and allow them to work, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't think this woman was conscious of what she was doing. But one of the babies was at the front desk working. And a gentleman came up to ask him a question. And before he could even get the question out, she said, oh, he can't. He don't know what to tell you. He don't know. And I looked at Rob and I said, what if he turned around and said, bitch, I do know what I'm doing. Come on. And let me fucking do it. Come on. So though we laughed, you know, we, we laughed hoping that. You know, he, if, what would happen if he responded like that? But just in that moment, she took it away from him without him even 
try, you know, without giving him the opportunity. So to say, do you treat everybody the same? Would you have done that to somebody that was standing behind that desk that you felt like was capable of answering the question? Well, I, I think what she did also was it was the way in which she communicated on his behalf. Because I don't that did you see him respond or talk to anyone at all? Well, he's at the the baby. Yeah. Yeah, like he's yeah, he speaks. Right. And, and right. So <clears throat> it's almost like the first things first is don't elaborate in the way in which you did so loudly about what you what he can't do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to coming over there and interjecting or assisting him if you think almost like let me show you or you know what I mean as opposed to just like he can't do that let me you know what I mean taking it away from him but to your point it's like you said would you want that done for you and unfortunately in her mind she's thinking that he may not even be able to process what it was that she said on his behalf. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's not going to connect that with embarrassment because it doesn't register for him, and she doesn't know what registers for him and or not. But it goes back to what you're saying. She's just not considering that individual's feelings. She's just thinking about a condition that she believes he had as opposed to considering his feelings. Do do you treat everybody the same? And, you know, someone had put in the room earlier, <clears throat> and they were asking about Tyrese. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, Monique, what, what are your feelings about Tyrese? And this is going to tie into do you treat everybody the same? If I were Tyrese, I would want to be treated with some love. I would want to be treated with, you know what? Let me not comment at all, because that's Monique's situation, and she got to deal with it. So when you say, do you treat everybody the same, even for the person that's asking the question, how would you want to be treated mm-hmm. in that situation? May, may some people feel like you deserve it, don't deserve it, whatever it is, how would you want to be treated? And I think the moment that we put on those shoes, to regardless of what the situation is, what it is, you might have somebody to say, you know what? <clears throat> I need to be treated fucked up because what I did was fucked up. So I need to be treated fucked up. So let that be their fate. But you got to always ask yourself, for me, how would I want to be treated? Mm -hmm. At the worst of the worst, the best of the best, how would I want to be dealt with? And I think that could answer people's questions on how should he be dealt with. Let's go to the lines. We're talking about it. Do you treat everybody the same? Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hi, this is Ayana from Philly. Hey, baby. Hey, hey. Hi. Talk to us. <laughs> Hello. I guess we must have lost her. Baby, the kids in the background. The kids in the back. And <laughs> when you got kids in the background, you got to hang up. You got to hang up. Do you treat everybody the same? You know, for me as a kid, Coming up in a house with four, with four, you know, three siblings, which made us four. You could always see the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The blatant treatment amongst the kids. 
Like this one may have gotten treated this way. This one may have gotten treated this way. And you always saw it. So a, a disparity in treatment. Yes. Okay. Yes. And you always saw it, but it went with us. And it went with us into adulthood. You know, you, you saw it as kids, for whatever reason, my parents wouldn't allow my sister to stand. But now you see the effects of it now that she's an adult, you know, so it's like, so I wanted to take on for me to say, let me make sure I'm never separating my kids that way. Mm -hmm. So not so much to treat them the same, but not to separate them in a way that when they do become adults, they remember how they were separated as children. Of course. Let's go to the lines and talk about it. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who? Okay, then. But to your, to your point, um... That's understandable. And there will still be situations in your child's life that they can easily construe as not being treated fairly. For instance, if you are in a situation where the example I'll give is when my grandmother was alive, she always felt that my father felt like he got the short end of the stick growing up because of uh two of his other brothers that would get it in trouble. He got four four sons, two clean living, other two not so clean living. <laughs> Romy, Romy, <laughs> Bootsy, you know, they would be on something different. But he kept getting in trouble. So my father would be upset with her because he felt that they got all the attention. And what she was trying to make him understand is, the mother goes to where she's needed. If you are flowing along fine, I, I'm not going to think to check about on you because you don't need assistance in the same way that this person does. Do you understand? Now, if that's right or fair, I'm not here to dispute it, but it's understandable because this person needs help. What happens is to the onlooker, they like, but yeah, but what about me? But it's like, you understand that it wasn't fair in terms of the attention, but you got to understand at the same time when you become a parent that time does not oftentimes is not fair. It doesn't get divided up because this person may extract more of your time when it comes to checking homework because they need more assistance. This person may need more time when it comes to, hey, man, make sure you put some lotion on. This person, so... Depending upon what the situation is dictates the time you're going to give. And if you've gotten in trouble five times for doing something and then Chauncey, he only got in trouble or he only did this one time and normally has good grades. Don't expect me to blast Chauncey as if he's done it five times. And what happens is they thinking because they got in trouble. But you didn't yet. You got in trouble five times. Chauncey did it once. If I treated y'all the same, I would be treating him unfairly. But I've got to treat you differently in order to make it fair for all, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's it. Do we treat everybody the same? We're talking about the babies. 404-832-2963. Let's go to the lines. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Auntie and Uncle and Auntie, this is Isra. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, honey. Um, yes, I, I try to treat everyone the same. I, I, even if you've crossed me, 
I just know now not to treat you at all. But <laughs> but until you fucked up, I was treating you the same. Mm-hmm. When it comes to um, my family, my mother didn't treat us the same. She, um, I, 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 I love my mother, but she always treated my sister, who was only 10 months older than me, a little bit better than me. And she, she even wrote in my Bible to my daughter, Isreba, the number, the, 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 my, my last child to suck my breast, the one who understands me the least. Um, she thought that I didn't understand her, so she didn't understand me. No matter what I wanted to do, she would say no. If Nikki wanted to do something, it was always yes. So I always felt that divide in my family. Mm. And it, it didn't help any that my father, well, my sister Ilya died when I was eight. And she looked just like Nikki. Well, Nikki looked, looked just like her. So, of course, she got everything after that. She was just the new Ilya, you know. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. So Daddy even treated her better. I could be hungry in the middle of the night. Nikki, you hungry? No, I don't want anything to eat. Come on, Nikki. Um, Daddy, what do you want? Can I have some white castle? Leave me alone, girl. <laughs> I said, Nikki, please ask Daddy. Daddy, come here. And he would come right in the room. What do you want, girl? We're hungry. We want some white castle. Oh, girl, leave me alone. And he'd leave the room, come back 10 minutes later, fully dressed, and walk out the door. Come back with 10 hamburgers, 10 cheeseburgers, two large fries, and two white castle shakes. Every time. Right. Everything I wanted had to go through Nikki. Daddy, can I have a quarter? I ain't got no money, girl. Leave me alone. Right. And Nikki would go to him and ask him, and he would give her a dollar. Oh, girl, get out of here. And he would hand her a dollar. So I always felt that divide. You may think that kids don't feel it, don't see it, but we see it, and Mm -hmm. we feel it. And for years later, Mm -hmm. you know, so I I just wanted to say that, yeah, I because of that life lesson, I've tried my best to treat everyone the same. I have over 30 nieces and nephews. I try my best to treat them all the same. I don't give one without giving the other. Mm-hmm. I don't do for one without doing for the other. And if one of them needs a little bit more attention because they're going through something, I'll do that. But I will not turn around and forget the other ones because you don't know what they're going through that they're not speaking up and saying. Mm-hmm. We love you, know? you, Mama. I love you too, guys. Talk Have to you a good too. one. That's right. All right, you baby. Too, you know, Daddy, I think that the, most of our issues always stem from childhood. And I'm not sure what the ages are where you're most impacted, right? Where, where, that, where you're most impacted. I'm not sure what the, what the ages are. But when you hear the stories of people, and Israel is not unique. My story is not unique. Like, these are not unique stories, but it goes with us. And if we don't chop that tree down, we simply pass it along. And then it becomes generational where you may have the light child gets treated unfairly, the fat child gets treated unfairly, the stepchild gets treated, where you, this is just what you've seen. And then it goes beyond the household, and then it's a transfer of how you treat people that you interact with in your daily travels and how you don't treat the people that you deal with on a daily basis. There are situations in which we've had people call in and speak to Robin in a way in which once they understand the value that Robin has for us, they kind of act a little bit differently. But they're so used to people calling in and assistant means that 
you are of no value, not understanding the value of what that person is doing. So they think that they can talk anyway. But then the moment she responds back in a way like, well, you might want to talk to them in reference to it. Then they realize it's a different relationship. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, mm-hmm. well, well, who is this that I'm dealing with? Well, not only is she our executive assistant, but that's family too, dog. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 what's, what's, what's good? So it's it's handled differently, but people have a mindset because of titles of a level of respect that you can give to someone. I mean, I hate to beat a dead horse, but really. Beat it. We live in a world today in which, Monique, you were labeled difficult for not just not promoting a movie for Lionsgate that you weren't contractually obligated to do, Mm. but you didn't even have a contract with Lionsgate Mm. to do anything for them. And you were labeled difficult within a year after you shot the film. 2009, by 2010, when you accepted the award, you had been labeled as difficult, okay? Then you got guys like Lee Daniels perpetuating this seven years later, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you didn't have a contract with them. But you were labeled difficult. The only one you had a contract with was Lee Daniels, and he didn't ask you to promote the movie internationally, right? Mm -hmm. That wasn't in the contract, just domestically, and you did everything, right? Now, everybody knows that, right? Harvey Weinstein has allegedly been mistreating women for decades, and you're just hearing about that shit. Mm. Titles, they have a difference, and people don't get treated the same. Here's a black woman. She did not do something that she had no contract to do, but she's difficult. Here's a white gentleman who happens to be, and I use the term loosely based upon what it is that he's done. Here's a white gentleman who has been accused and by tape verified that has taken advantage of women to some degree, from my understanding. But it took 30 years 30 of them. for that to, to happen. Why is that? Because everybody doesn't get treated the same. Come on, baby. Let's go to the lines. We're talking about it. Do you treat everybody the same? You're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? This is Sean calling from D.C. Hey, Sean. Hey, Monique. How are you? Good, baby. All right. Um, I'm loving this conversation. Loving this conversation. Um, So I think about it a number of ways. So we're talking about parents and how they treat kids. um, But, you know, my, my mother definitely treats our brother a little differently than she treats me. I'm the oldest. I have another sister who's a few years behind me, and I have a younger sister. And, you know, definitely treats our, our younger siblings, particularly my brother, a little different than she treated us. But I look at it again, like, I look at it as, you know, when she had my sister, now she was young, and, you know, she was kind of learning what was going on. And then she got older, you know, and she got married, and her resources increased, and so she was able to treat them differently. And so I, I try not to take it as personally a lot. When we're talking about, like, how you treat you know, other individuals in your life, do you treat everybody the same? I think initially you do because, you know, it's all about that kind of like introductory process, like how are you, how are we going to interact, what is our relationship going to be? And then you go from there. Um, and I was listening to Sydney talk about, you know, if, you, if someone gets in trouble for something five times and someone else gets in trouble for it one time, the response is not going to be the same. Um, I've been an educator for 18 years, and it's something that, you know, you always deal with in the classroom. You know, kids say, well, you don't treat them like you treat me, and you don't do this. Well, if I've talked to you about something six times, and I've talked to this student about it once or twice, then definitely the tone is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Because I, if I've said it six times, then that means 
five times you've done it, even though you know that you shouldn't have done it. So, so that response is different. And it, 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 to me, it, it's kind of like the conversation, you know, you know, equality versus equity. When people say, I want you to be fair, I want equality. I don't think that's really the case. You know, you can, you can give everybody the same map to get to the store. That may be equality, but equity is giving them the same map to get to the store from their particular location. It's like meeting people where they are. And I, I think that's like the most important part. So it's not really treating people the same, but it's treating people um, in a manner that, 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 that is most beneficial to that particular interaction. Every interaction is different, whether it be family, friends, or other ones. Mm-hmm. Very, hey, beautiful. I love beautiful. it, Sean. Beautiful. Thank you, Mama. Wonderful now. Thank you. Thank you. Come on now. Right. So essentially she's saying each relationship is specific in and to itself and that it's a very difficult uh, act to treat everybody the same because you're dealing with a variation of per- personalities. And if you treat everyone the same, uh, you know, you're putting yourself in a bad situation. You know, you can rub and c- call your child honey and give them a kiss on the forehead. That right there is a pit bull. Do that with them. Okay? Wow. Right? Now they done bit your face off. But we treat everybody the same. I'm not with you. Okay, then. Come on, we're going to the lines and talk about it. Hey, you're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, how you doing, Mo? This is Justin. I'm calling from New Orleans. How you guys doing today? Hey, Justin. Wonderful, wonderful. That's great. All right, I see the title of the video is Do You Treat Everyone the Same? I'm not going to say I treat everyone the same, but what I will say is that every day I try to make a conscious decision to treat everyone the same. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. You can be a bum on the street. If you ask me for a dollar, I will give that bum a dollar with a smile on my face because... If a friend of mine asked for a dollar, I wouldn't hesitate to give my friend that dollar. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At some point, I feel like, not to make this about panhandling and things, but with, I just feel like at some point that bum on the corner just, at some point in his life, he didn't think that he would have to stand on that corner and ask for a dollar, which is why I don't hesitate to give that brother or that sister a dollar. I also want to comment on... The um uh, the different siblings who've been calling in saying um uh, that they feel like they've been treated differently by their parents. I heard what you said, Sydney, about that. Is you don't know that if it's debatable, but it's understandable. And yes, I will say that it is understandable, but it's not okay. I feel like parents will lean to what child needs them to which which child needs them the most. But I also feel like parents are going to lean on which child they need the most as well. Wow. And I don't know if I can make sense of that or not, or if I'm making sense or whatever. Yes. But uh, absolutely, I'm getting I'm getting kind of uh, twisted in the mind right now because I just can't believe I'm talking to Monique and Sydney. Mo, I just wanted you to know that I support you, sister. Anytime you pick up a microphone, anytime you pick up a script, anytime you do anything, you got my support. As a man, as an open homosexual man, I want you to know that you were a big part of me finding my sexuality and standing in my own right mm-hmm. and being able to walk out the door and know who I am as a person. And I just appreciate you, Mama. I love what you're doing, and y'all keep doing it, and you got my support. Thank you, baby, so much. Thank you, brother. We love you. And if you know Big Free, to tell him we come try to come down there and do the bounce with him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Oh, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all, this is what this show is for. This is why this show is needed. And so appreciate when y'all put in the room, this show needs to be on TV and more people need to be exposed. It's going to happen when it's supposed to. 
But as long as y'all keep listening, and when that baby says, and here's the one thing I've learned too, because I've oftentimes said to Sydney, you saved my life. And he'll say, no, mama, you just made a choice to listen and do something different. So for our baby that just called in, you made a choice to do it differently. You made that choice. Yeah, you listened to the words that we were saying, but you looked in that mirror and said, fuck this. I refuse to live in the dark. I refuse to live in shame and guilt. I refuse to live that way. So when we do a show, do you treat everybody the same? Think about the callers we've gotten today. We got a white man that said, listen, I was raised in the mountains of Virginia, and we didn't fuck with niggas. Now, that's not what he said, but that's what that baby was saying. Right. But then things happened in my life, and I met this beautiful woman of color, Mm -hmm. and it changed my mind. Then we get a brother that calls from New Orleans. Now, unless he said he was an openly gay man, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said, that's one of my babies. Mm-hmm. I'm, he's speaking freely and openly. Mm-hmm. And that's what this show is. This show is saying, no judgment, come as you are, but come and be ready for some real shit. And for those, because there are those out there that, that hear the language that is used, which is also defined as profanity from time to time. And this is just a, a, a momentary little... Uh, uh, break where we take this time out to say this conversation is for real adults only. And by real adults only, I mean, we have individuals in their seventies that listen to us and Mm. older and then younger. And when you're having an adult conversation, it can have profanity in it. But what makes it an adult conversation is you're dealing with the reality of the situation, not with the words that come out and the way they sound. The question is, is it true? That's our final question that we ask when we say anything. And when someone calls in, it doesn't matter the way in which they say it. When they get finished saying it, the question is, is it true? Come on. And if we focus in on what, if it's true, we'll get out of the habit of saying, I ref- I rather hear a statement without profanity, though it is not real, but it is a statement without profanity and it comforts my ears versus the truth of the matter, but it had fuck, shit, damn in it, but it was true. Come on. So we only dealing with the truth and those words that are laced in between it are just words that we call emphasizers. They emphasize That's the magnitude of what it is that we're saying. You can say she went down the street. Or you can say she went down the motherfucking street. Come on. Now, both of them is the street. What? But I'm telling you. Huh. Now, Donald Trump could have said those NFL players, they should be fired. Yeah. But he said them sons of bitches. That's what he said. Which one was more offensive? Them sons of bitches. <laughs> which one was more descriptive? Them sons so of bitches. which one was more emphatic? It was an emphasizer. Them sons of bitches. You know, Daddy, it's funny that you said that because just today, when Rob and I were getting out the car to go in the gym, I looked at her and said, I really like to cuss. I look right at her, and I say it does something to me and for me. 
I like it. Right. When you say she went down the street, that's boring as shit. She didn't see shit. Come on. She didn't walk a special way. That bitch just went down the street. But when you say, oh, she went down that motherfucking street, you see a sister in six-inch heels, baby. You see her with that ass sitting up in that skirt tight. You see her walking down that motherfucking street. You see it. Let me tell you something. Now, for all of you who don't like cussing, fuck it. Don't cuss. Because y'all cussing your head silently. Silently. But y'all be don't y'all don't want to say it out loud. But when you open your mouth up, you're a lie. That's profanity. That's the real profanity. A lying bitch, that's the real profanity. Because you won't say it out loud, but when you walk away, you're cussing at those people. Come on. Come on now. Be for real. Be for and real. cuss in front of C- them. Cuss me in front. One thing won't nobody ever tell you is I cuss them out behind their back. Now, I didn't cuss out. I didn't cuss out some motherfuckers, daddy. Well. I didn't cuss them. But they won't say somebody told me. They won't. They going to say Monique. Monique. One time I cussed. Oh, baby, I cussed them so good. <laughs> One time, baby, I cussed this producer. And I cussed him so good. He said, ain't nobody ever cussed me out like that. Now, why'd you cuss him? Because he was fucking with my money. Okay. So I just want to say that because these are just not random acts of cuss. Okay? No. No random acts you of cuss. You only get cussed. If anybody ever said, Monique, cuss me out, y'all be courageous enough to say. For what? For what? For what? I don't cuss a motherfucker out just over because, no. When, when it comes to the cuss out. When it comes to the cuss, and that's one brother that, but I had to apologize for the cuss out, right? And I could say his name because we cool as shit, and we like brother and sister in the comedy world now after the cuss out. And that's my baby Prescott at Chuckles Comedy Club. And if anybody down there support that brother, baby, because it's an amazing comedy club. Yeah. But one time I was down there, and he just set me the fuck off. And he set me off so bad that when he came around that goddamn corner, baby, he came. He came. Here it came, and I didn't care who was around, nothing. And Robin, who was always a lady, let me tell y'all something. She's Adele, listen, you are such a fucking lady, but when I tell you Robin is such a fucking lady, and she's such a fucking lady all the time. So while I was cussing him out from the visceral of my stomach, Okay. That nigga said the visceral. Yeah. Of my stomach. Of my stomach. (laughs) Robin stood there and folded her hands, and she never said anything until we got back to that goddamn hotel. And when we got in that room and everybody had gone in that room, she said, don't you ever, ever talk to that man like that again. Yes, everything you said, you was right, bitch, but you didn't cuss him out in front of the staff. You didn't cuss him out in front of You didn't give a fuck. Who was there? I said, sister, I didn't even see nobody. All I saw was his ass. All you saw was red. Right. With a man. With a man. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? He's still a man. Yes. Yes. We had a conversation last week about hitting a woman. Yes. 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 If John wasn't there and he had a jump, we'd have still whipped his ass because, man, you would have. But I'm, I'm but to a, his credit, come on. Uh, in our community, and I can only go in our community, but I believe there's a multitude of communities, despite the color, that you can appreciate that it doesn't matter how they said it; it matters what the fuck 
is the reality of the situation. Because you got that uncle, you got that relative that if they telling you the right thing and they telling you with cuss words, all kinds of different types of Sunday. It's somebody that come on that Instagram. It's a father and son. And the father be talking to the son. Oh, and the yes. son be like, but daddy, I like staying at home. That's because you a bitch ass nigga. That's why you like to stay home. But daddy, why you calling me that? Because I don't like to work. Because yes. nigga, you don't like to. It's a real conversation. But the son was able to accept it and appreciate it because where we come from, we don't have the time for bullshit. Come on. You don't have the time for it to be laced with niceties because the real world is waiting for you behind that door to your home once you open it. So you appreciate the candor of someone that is real. And if you don't, that means that you've been in an environment to some degree that has turned your ass into glass. Mm. Okay. Don't walk around with an ass made of glass. Come on. Because it will be quick to break. Come on. See, they don't like me sometimes coming to the parties. Because they like this bitch going to say it. They going to say but it. But I'll say it to anybody. Anybody, baby. Say this. Let's say it. Come Go on. We're going line. to the lines and talk to you, baby, so you can say something to us. You're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this and where you're calling from? Hey, Mo, it's Nurse Nikki from New Jersey. Hey, Nurse Nikki. <laughs> hey, hey, boo. Hey, Sid. Hey, hey. talk to well, us. Well, can we treat everybody the same? I'm going to use job-wise, okay? So, Monique, don't get jealous, but <laughs> I have the biggest difficult on my back, and I don't mind, because when I first started my career, I was shy, I was quiet, and I was scared of my own shadow. But as I started getting treated misfairly by people, I'm talking about doctors throwing charts in your face. Some of everything, I changed. And when I tell you I became difficult, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I turned. But I became a mess. And I'm not proud of that. But you can go in trying to be so respectful and peaceful and people will turn you in a way I know only if you let them but you can really turn difficult okay so I started training to become a hospice nurse now on this new job I treated everybody the same do you hear me because I didn't want to make the mistake I did before at the old job meaning respectful respectfully treat everybody the same smiles yes sir no ma'am no sir okay yes i'm sorry i apologize honey dumb heifers turned on me <laughs> treated me as if i was treating them wrong and i said i can't do this anymore so even though I came to a new place trying to treat people differently because of the fact that I treated them the same at my old job, honey, that shit don't work. I'm sorry. It just don't. So basically, how you treat me is how I treat you. If I have to feed you with a, a long-handed spoon, depending on my mood, you might not get fed at all. But I will try to feed you with a long-handed spoon. But can you treat everybody the same? Hell no. That you can't. Is. That is. N listen, Nurse Nikki, that's why we love you, baby, because you keep it 100, real, and straight to the point, mama. Be good. I'm trying to tell you. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. All right, my baby. Bye-bye. You know, she just said something about work, and it brought a thought to my mind.
And she spoke about how sweet she was from one place to the next, but then it got different. And I could have taken the experience with Lee Daniels as a black director and a black writer. And the treatment that he's given, I could have said, one, I'll never work with another black director. Mm -hmm. Or I could have said, if I do, I'm going to keep it very fucking straight and to the point because I don't ever want to be. But then I said, I would be doing myself a disservice because I ran into a young lady named Dee Reese, who was the director and writer of Bessie. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, and I'm, I'm so proud of the sister, the things I've been reading up on her, like she's been doing amazing. Mm-hmm. But if had I taken that attitude of, because this one fucked me over, I got to keep my guard up with you. Or David Talbert. Or, or David Talbert. Mm-hmm. Or, or uh, 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 the brother that did um, uh, Interwoven, the husband and wife team. Right. All of these people, beautiful people. So I never want to take an experience from one person and automatically put it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because in doing that, you lose. And you could wind up losing a great experience only because you already won it with a preconceived notion. This is how they do it. And lastly, what I'll say on that is don't let someone make you have a bad day because they're having a bad day. Mm. Because someone might not be nice to you. There's a way in which to handle things, even when they're not being nice to you. That doesn't have to make you not nice. What it made you was assertive as opposed to turning you into someone that was just being aggressive. Mm. And that's what you want to do. Because when you ask something as simple as, was there any particular reason why you were talking to me in that manner? That makes someone reflect on why they're talking to you in that manner versus Bitch, who you talking to? Mm. That's a little different. That's a little different. It's a little different. So, again, don't let somebody, I guess, trick you into having a bad day. They mm-hmm. thought they made you think you was having a bad day when you was having a good day, and all you did was ran into them. It's that time. It's that time, Daddy. But before we go, we must address Lee Sugar because today is her birthday. Give and she her. said, no, you can't treat everybody the same because I got to treat this liquor different. I got to treat one liquor one way and another liquor another way. So, Lee Sugar, all we're going to say to you, baby, however you treating that liquor, make sure you stay home. That's right. Because the liquor going to treat you after a minute. And the liquor get the liquor in your back. Now, wait a minute. Did I go too far? <laughs> no, baby, you I'll ain't no far enough for me. So, listen, we want to thank y'all. We want to thank each and every ear, every heart, and every mind because you could have been doing something else. But instead, you decided to give it all to us in these moments. So like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 